2024 draft has been awarded to Detroit. Okay! Oh. Here we go! Oh, Let me tell you why this is the good news. Why? Because the people of Detroit, Hell yeah. okay, yeah. deserve something great from the NFL. Yes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The 4 o'clock football frenzy. The Red Wings yesterday oh. lost 11 to 2 <laughs> to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Adam Saver, we got to play him a little bit of uh, Pat McAfee. The announcement there from a rap sheet that Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. I can't wait. Big time for Detroit. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Football frenzy. Uh, Also, about 15 minutes away from hearing some of the clips from Mike Mayock on the Dan Patrick show. Um, Vegas Raider Nation. Is that your paper? Vegas Nation. Uh, Mike Mayock takes high road in discussing firing by the Raiders. Is that what he did? He took the high road, huh? Uh, We'll we'll get to it. My story. I don't write the headlines. I don't know whose story it was. I just know someone wrote this tweet. He took the high road. Okay. Or did he just skirt issues? Well, he said, but he also wasn't asked. That's the problem. He said he respects the decision. It's coming up in 15 minutes. He has to, it's not, it's not (laughs) his decision. You know what I'm saying? That's what he said. Yeah. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. So much football to get to. Ari is very big with his hatred of Deshaun Watson. He called him a hoe earlier, and you've been sending over little snippy remarks about Deshaun Watson for about eight days now. A story here, Jim Tomey's family is boycotting the Browns over Watson. They've canceled their season tickets. You're with us. You're with us. Do we have, by the way, do we have a good gauge on whether Browns fans are really outraged or it's just some of the loudest voices? Because am I being incredibly cynical thinking that most Browns fans are like, eh, this is kind of good? Do you think it's a 50 50 split? No, I think fans, fans are all in. Right. And people who live in Cleveland who might not be fans are using it as a, this is why we hate football. All right. Ari, are you done name-calling? Can we trust you on the air? <laughs> Those two things are separate, by the way. Because I don't want to get slapped at a remote later in the week because of something you said. That won't happen. Okay. Not on a remote, anyway. Uh, yeah, these are two different things for me. The The other thing has nothing to do with this. Um, just my life experience around women of all kinds and the stories and so many things just I just, yeah, I can't accept that there's no fault here, or that there's no, I mean, even Adam used the, like the phrase, well, he thought that that's how things were supposed to be, something like that, like that's how you do it in a massage, all that, throw that out the window, like, I'm sitting here with two people I know how to, like, you guys know how to respect people, and women in particular, have you ever had any, how, wait, how you, you can know? make a smirk, but have you ever, I know enough, you know? because I don't hear things like this about either of you. I've never heard anything like, oh, it's not true, <laughs> but I, Adam did X, Y, Z. I'm, I'm going to say that it's true, but at the same time, you wouldn't know. I I hear, I hear a lot of things. <laughs> I, I think I would you hear don't, things. You have no idea. All right. Well, bare minimum, what I do know is a lot of women, a lot of women have gone through something of this sort, a magnitude, maybe not towards what we're talking about here, but... There's so many stories. I literally just could tell you dozens of women that were just outright raped 
That is sad. That that that's a real thing. So it's hard for me to just be ah, 22. All the facts that's fine and the great old justice system that we use in this country. I just can't buy it, and I need more information until I'm willing to. And personally, if I was Deshaun Watson, being what the seriousness of this, I would have just been like, you know what? I'm just gonna put my career on hold, out of respect. We're gonna if if he's really innocent, let's deal with this. We'll take care of it. But if you're really innocent, why would you give up prime years of your career? Because, all right. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right thing is. I would just, I would not get myself into this situation. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know man. if you know that. But, but I, what I think the, the important thing to remember is that it is, in, it is entirely possible. It's entirely possible in this situation. I think people are overlooking this potential fact that there are 22 women who believe they were sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson and that Deshaun Watson believes he's innocent. And fully believes he's innocent. And absolutely would swear that he's innocent. And that 22 women believe that they were sexually assaulted by him. Both of those things are possible. And I don't really hear anybody talking about that. I I don't hear enough of that conversation. Yeah, no, you're, I'll agree. And I mean, like, there's a lot more to it. I think that's a very good point. I just... I kind of I, I can't help but be biased towards one side because of history. That's all, and my experience in life. So. And if you're Deshaun Watson, like Adam said, if you believe you're innocent, then you move on. You already lost a year of your career, so you want to get back to playing football. And I'm sure he's been convinced by his attorneys that you know he can wait this out or he can fight it, and he's not going to have to pay anything, and he's not going to be in trouble with any of the 22 civil allegations. Meanwhile, football-wise, with the Browns, so they've got Baker Mayfield. They got to figure that out, and then. They've got Deshaun Watson, who probably will be suspended. So during that time, don't they need Baker Mayfield, or do they have a plan B? They, they got Jacoby Brissett. They're good. They've got Jacoby Brissett. Sure. Okay, well, if it was for four games, could you survive? I think so. Depends what game. Jacoby Brissett looked okay this year against the Raiders, did he not? Depends what the games are. I'm not saying I, right. I want him out there for six games. No. But, but as I, a fill-in? But if, and I certainly don't want Baker Mayfield around as the backup. And can the can the Browns, who already obviously cut Deshaun Watson's salary this year to one million dollars, so that they could avoid the fines, uh, could the Browns get some sort of special accommodation to get all their easy games right away? Oh boy! So they're like, hey, at least we got like two and two in four games. Or do you let the suspension happen? Find the stretch of games in the season. Where you're like, all right, we can manage those games, appeal, and then drop it right before those games. Would you be cool if the NFL, if they handed down the suspension as a four-game suspension, and then they did front-load the schedule with like the heart, like four straight road games? Not only is he sitting out four games, now you're going to go on the road four straight games. Well, then aren't you kind of rewarding the team by by giving them all their home games with their quarterback? And so you're saying they're going to lose these games anyway? <laughs> well, no, oh, 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 so no, they like, get more home games yeah, with the big-time right. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't the punishment be four home games without him? I hadn't even thought about the gate. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't assume know. games are sold out. Yeah. I don't, well, yeah, but it's it, do people actually go and do they right. buy a beer and do they, you know, do they buy merchandise and all those sorts of things? I, I, I honestly don't know. I just, I don't know what the, what the harder punishment would be for the team. Did you see Kyler Murray? Right before the weekend, talk about a social media scrub of all the Cardinal stuff. Follow it up now with, uh, well, you know, people my age just do this. It had nothing to do with the Cardinals. Yeah. I, 
What? I, I don't know. What, what people that means. you're what are you talking about? You don't get you don't get millennials. Not, not Do you know twenty five year olds who just they, Z, just, right? they just they just get rid of they just wipe out everything. Yes. As a message. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yes. He's basically like there was no there was no intent behind it. We just we just do that. Right. As a message. But the I, I was waiting because I, I I saw these comments and I just keep I keep reading, like, okay, where are you gonna explain what that means then? It means something. You don't just do we don't just do that. People don't just do that. I hope I hoped you just weren't connecting yourself to no. a twenty five year old by saying no. we at forty four or whatever you are. I follow many. They don't do it unless they're sending a message. Like yes, they do that as a message. Yes, we understand. He said no. That was uh, like I said. If you're a kid my age, you're used to like uh, people take off. Uh, that's just the thing. Like he couldn't even get through the set. <laughs> right? Like he's all the pauses it are in there. I'm like wait, wait, what? Did you, what? What? He's making it up. That's all he's doing. Yeah, people take off all their. Uh, that's just the thing. Yeah, yeah. When like it's a thing. Like when you break up with somebody, you take the, all their pictures down. That's a thing. We understand. We get it. It's not. So, it's not some. It's not a thing. It's a message. Well, congrats to Buffalo. You did it. <laughs> you did it, New York. New York State. You did it. Congrats to. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You did it. You beat us. Congrats to Vegas. You beat us. <laughs> yes. We're not number one. We're not number one. So we previously had the record of uh, most public contribution to a stadium project at $750 million. Buffalo officially is going to pitch in 850 of $1.4 billion. I believe uh, Buffalo is pitching, well, Erie County is pitching in $250 million. The state's the the state state is doing pitching 600. in $600 million. Well, the state, the state is NFL here, right? For is that, was that only, by the way, is the hotel tax only Clark County or does it include Washoe? I thought it was Clark County. So those sons of up north aren't aren't paying with their well. There's no one at their hotels anymore. So true. it was pretty rough last time we were up there. Pretty quiet. It's coming back. So that was just a Clark County thing. Uh, I thought so. I, I, yeah, I thought it was. I want to look that up. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I know there's people up north that were that were upset about the contributions, or maybe they did have to pay some. I, I don't remember what it was. I, it was a bad deal, and it it, it wasn't. A, Again, I I saw people revisiting this last night because I it was kind of my way of like getting ahead of the announcement today of Buffalo getting the stadium. I just tweeted out last night that uh, bu- that New York State was about to pass us and take us off the list of worst stadium deals ever. Um, the fa- the the contribution itself, and I people are are misremembering this or just rewriting history in some way. The contribution itself wasn't that much of a problem. I never thought it was that much of a problem to give that much money. It was that they were getting nothing back. And, and that UNLV, who was kind of sold as, hey, this is also a new stadium for UNLV, who will have to pay rent there and not have access to it on days that they want it. And that the county is going to be responsible for repairs and keeping up maintenance and those sorts of things, but not have any of the access to profits from game days and events there. It's all for you, Vegas. <laughs> right. That was the, that was the issue more than the financial package and you know I saw people saying today, well at least the Vegas deal there was some ancillary benefits. True. True. Vegas is going going to get a regional, they're going to get a final four, we're going to get a Super Bowl, we are that's happening. Yeah. We got the Pro Bowl, all these other things. Yeah, for sure. Buffalo is not 
They are not getting those things. Buffalo won't get a regional. They're not getting a. They're not getting a Super Bowl. They they already have regionals at the. They're arena. not. They better not get a Super Bowl. They, they stopped that right. But they do have regionals at the arena downtown. Right. They don't. Need, they have the, they they have the first and second round. I guess technically a regional would be right. What we're getting at the yeah, fortress next sub, year. Sub regionals, I think they're called. Um, yeah, like they're not getting those things out of this, and and and. Like they're they're never going to get those things now. The argument that can be made, and I, you know, I have a lot of family there. Obviously, right where the stadium is being built, I, they they can park their cars and walk to the games. So it's it's good for is a that lot an of area them. they can build up. Like there's going to be a lot of other no, because the stadium's already there. It's not like they're putting it in a new. They're building it right next door. So it's already things that are built up, and it's a neighborhood. There's not that much that can happen ancillary from it, and all these other things. The the one thing you could say is I was told by my uncle who is. Not a football fan, doesn't care. He lives in the shadow of the stadium, doesn't care about football. He said, if that team ever goes away, this entire community collapses, everybody's gone. So you could say for the state of New York, they had to save a city, potentially, I guess you could make that argument, but they're not getting any of the ancillary benefits that we are from it. So I think what you're seeing here, though, like you say, Buffalo's going to get a new stadium. They're not getting a Super Bowl. What you're seeing in the NFL come up with an alternate plan for crap cities and cold weather cities. Hey, you know what? You invest in the NFL, you invest in your team. Then we'll give you something. Here's a draft, right? Like they're never going back to Detroit again. I had a good time at that Super Bowl, but I'm pretty easy to please. We did shows at Hooters and a strip club in Canada. Like that's all I needed. And there were a couple of bars open. It's okay to me. And I think they just sent the message to Kansas City, like, you're never getting a Super Bowl. But here's a draft. Sure. Right? And it's the same thing with Detroit. Here you go. Here's a draft. So Kansas City and now Detroit, we find out, getting the draft. And I don't think it was because the, as McAfee's show said, because the Red Wings had a rough night. Well, that, that, that was that pushed it over the edge. That was like, also that was also inside. Bad. That was also a little inside because one of their producers had tweeted out two nights ago. That the Red Wings were a great bet against the Penguins and oh. were like one of his favorite plays of the entire oh. year and was putting a lot of money on it. Nice. And then they lost eleven to two. <laughs> <laughs> so they were really riding him hard about that. And you're but you're okay, you're gonna have to cover these drafts. You're okay with Kansas City and Detroit? I'm much more okay with Detroit than Kansas City, but I'm, I'm fine. Why with do you both. hate Kansas City? I don't hate it. I just I mean Detroit. I'm going home. I mean, yeah, you have ties to Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think Detroit is an incredibly underrated city. As as a lot of people who went there for the Super Bowl yeah, found out cool. and actually had an open mind, very cool downtown, very cool city, some cool things around it, and Canada right there, which is a cool place to hang out to. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of redeeming things about Detroit. Now, you know that I think every draft and every combine and everything should be at Indy. That's how they should do it. It, should be, it would be amazing. But I, I'm cool with all these places getting getting these events. And that's, by the way, why they're moving the draft out of New York. Because a lot of these places are like, well, we don't get the Super Bowl. We don't get the Pro Bowl. You're we never going this. to. Okay. So here you go. Here's, here's a, a late April event, and hopefully the weather cooperates. That's what you get. Sure. Here's That's a what you get, Cleveland. Enjoy. Which is cool. Yeah, I'm fine. I have no problem with I'm that. I'm fine with it. I think everything should be in Vegas every year. You think everything should be in Indianapolis every year. And Vegas. Just rotate back and forth. Uh, Chris Russell, one of our buddies who does radio in D.C. Um, Washington was bidding for the Super Bowl. Check that. The draft. You're not getting anything. That's it. That's it, Snydog. Sorry, Commander. No, you don't get anything. No. Why doesn't the NFL come out and say it? You know what? Until all of this is settled and we have a real investigation, you're not getting anything from us. Well, then the commanders will come back and be like, aren't, aren't you going to Super Bowl and Pro Bowl and draft in Vegas? Like, weren't they a part of this too? 
Oh, the Gruden part? Yeah. My God. If we're, we're I mean, we're punished because of <laughs> no, I don't stupid think we, I don't, hold from on. their investigation? I don't think we should be. I just think that they'd be like, well, this is kind of hypocritical. Like, what, 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 huh? So, what, what happened there? So my approach of the NFL coming out and firing lasers at people is not going to happen. It's, if you do it subtly, we get the message. No. They don't need and, to do and that. By, by the way, the side note that the commanders have one of their proposed stadiums, and it seems like the favorite one is so far from D.C. It is uh, insane. They're doing it again? Way down in Virginia. Like, way down. You're like, what are you, who goes there? Do you know how bad the traffic is anyway? You're going to make people drive He's way deep into Virginia? Snydog. This is nuts. Snydog the worst. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. What a day. What a day to be alive. What a day to be alive. I watch the Oscars every year. So, the fact that we got rewarded with Slapgate, I feel good about it. For all of you out there who are like, oh, I watched that show. Smoke. Shut up. Stop announcing it, too. I think the SO got in three movies today. Today was an off day. She was like, oh. I'm going to watch, uh, she watched Coda, the uh, the deaf couple. Sure. That looks kind of fascinating. I'll, although I will say, um, sign for an entire movie or a lot of a movie is going to be tough. For, I have to turn off the phone because you actually have to, you really have to pay attention. Sure. So, which I, is why you probably need to go to a theater in that case because in a the theater, I don't have my phone on. But at home, it's a nightmare. Once I saw Jackass Forever was not nominated, I was out. It was, I thought, the best movie. Jokes, <laughs> jokes, and more jokes. I didn't. I did not see any of the nominated pictures. This, well, I often don't see them either. But then once you know, once we watch the Oscars, I'm like, okay, let me get in. Let me watch some of these. I still won't. I'll catch up. I'll, I'll watch at least three or four of them. I don't think I will. I'm, I'm going to predict I never see one of them. You don't even know the movies, do you? Uh. There was the there's a dog one. There was wasn't well, the, the there's Richard a dog Williams? there's a dog one. Wasn't the Richard Williams one? Yes. Well that was that was the whole reason Will Smith was there, right? Right, but that's yeah. his character. Well he was nominated for actor. Yeah. He won, I think, for actor. I'm not gonna see that movie either. I heard it was fine. You wouldn't want to see the movie about the Williams sisters featuring their dad? I would I forgot who joked last night there. It was who uh was uh who the who was hosting? Who are the main hosts? Uh, Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. And? I didn't watch it. I don't know. Yeah. I saw their jokes on Twitter. Yeah. You but watched it. You don't know. I already forgot. I forgot. I forgot that their opening monologue was pretty good. Regina Hall is the third one. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. That's so good. What? What's what, so good? Ari, look, Ari's look, looking up stuff today. I mean, it does say she was one of the hosts with Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. Who are the three hosts of the Oscars? You want me to keep going? It's funny it's just, though. I type in Oscar, and it's everything is just Will Smith, Smack, Smack, Smack. There's nothing else. He was right. It was. I just like to immediately say no. Just a right. little doubt creeps in his head. Good odds. Generally, it is yes. Yeah, the nominated movies were uh, Dune. Yeah, not seen that. I mean, it got a lot of awards, but it's long. Yeah, As the first, everyone said the first one was horrific, just long. Licorice Pizza, which I actually did see in the theater. Night, Nightmare I, Alley, Power of the Dog, 
That appears, to, that appears to be a Western. The dog one? West Side Story, I watched like 40 minutes the you other know night. I actually was going to watch West Side Story. And I didn't. It's a little long. About two, two and a half hours. Yeah, King Richard, Drive My Car, Don't Look Up. I'll watch most of them. I'll watch Drive My Car. Don't Look Up was nominated? I did see one. Am I, am I cheesy if I like to say, uh, first of all, I don't know a lot about movies and movie making. So sure. I feel like there's like you're being enlightened a bit. Open, you know, you like you have an appreciation for the for what the whole mission is, and you know, and there are some people who get a little you know too into it. But it, is this cheesy to say? It's not the worst thing to watch. Happy people it getting rewarded. Worst. It is the worst. Why? It, it is. Why? Because and it's not people even, are achieving. What's wrong worst. with that? No. What? That's no. and I swear that's no. why a lot it's of people the don't watch because they're because they're miserable. No, it's, it's the self importance. But it's not always self importance. I listened to Kevin Costner and I was like, wow, did he? Did they just give him like the lifetime achievement? Like this is a, a really powerful speech about Kevin Costner. And then I I I keep watching. He was presenting an award. Oh. What are you? What is going on? But not every person the there. Is, not every, is not every person control. there is self-absorbed and and bragging about themselves. I think they mostly are. And by the way, they're Ke- not. Kevin Costner said something completely ridiculous, and the whole crowd laughed. And he had no idea. He was like, I don't. He got laughed at, not laughed with. Lucy goes. He's like. I remember he was giving, I think the best director award is what he was giving out, I believe. Okay. He's like, I just, I remember being seven years old and getting away from my parents for the first time and going to a theater and the curtain opened and I watched my first adult film and people were like, <laughs> and he was like, I don't really know why it's funny, but he's like, like, I mean, but it was this whole, I was like, wow, I mean, congratulations it's to a Kevin special Costner. moment in his Lifetime life. achievement. He's like, and here are the nominees for best, like, <laughs> you're presenting? Yeah. Who asked you to give this speech? That, that is that's why it drives me nuts. It's not political. It's like whatever you if you win an award and you're right, there are people that win awards out of nowhere. Great stories. Like costume Never thought people. I'd make it. Some of the writers. Right. You should appreciate the writers. Good you're a writer. Unheralded profession. First of all, a lot of them they don't even put it on the show. They're like, by the way, last week we gave these eight people awards. They don't even actually nominate or like celebrate the people that deserve to be celebrated. It's insane. And as I just retweeted that somebody pointed out. The death montage, screw that. Because first of all, I heard it was way too upbeat. I, I heard that. I didn't watch it. I don't know. But they did not include Norm MacDonald and Bob Saget in there. Who, by the way, Dirty Work, one of the great films of all time. So screw the Oscars. All of them. I was supposed to laugh, wasn't I? No. I did the reverse of the Cosmer. No, it's one of the great films of all time, and that's okay. not a joke. All right. That's infuriating. Thank God you work in a field where no one is self-absorbed. <sighs> no, nobody at all. Sports, it never happens. No, they incredibly are. And that's why I don't like most of them. And most of them don't like me, which is fine. They can see right through you. And I point out that they're self-absorbed. Dan Patrick. Great segue. <laughs> had Mike Mayock on, the former GM of the Raiders. And uh, Mayock here is speaking about... I'm just trying to find kind of what to do. I'm kind of excited. You know, I'm, I'm an old guy and, and it's good to be excited. Um, and I've never been afraid of a challenge. So I'm kind of, I'm why I watch tape every morning. The challenge for me, Dan, is that, you know, if I watch tape from seven to 10, go get a workout for an hour and a half, it's noon. And now I got nothing to do. And I'm not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me, Mike, I'm done at noon and then I got nothing to do. There you go. Just like Adam after the show and Ari, uh, really outside of about three hours and five minutes or in and around the show, nothing else to do. Right guys. Good just- job, Dan. Well, just sleep in, and then you're done with your day at 3. You get up at 10 instead of 7. 
That makes more sense. Do you believe Mike Mayock has offers from other NFL teams that are like, hey, that GM and you did over there, that's pretty good stuff. We want you on board. Maybe it's like a consultant. I've had some opportunities to go to NFL teams. I've had some of my television people call me. I kind of look at this, Dan, like at age 63, I know me and I need to be around football. But whether it's an NFL team, whether it's doing television, or in all honesty, I, I could go coach the defensive backs at Haverford School right down the street and be really happy. Now, Dan Patrick did ask him at the start of the convo, why are you not the GM of the Raiders anymore? And Mayock went on to list how his run with the Raiders went by record. And then seemed to suggest that, hey, we got to 10-7 and seven and we were just a couple of plays away from beating the AFC Super Bowl team. But that wasn't enough for Mark Davis, and I have to respect his decision. Like that, that was it. It was just on a whim. Mark Davis is like, not enough. That was all. That's the whole story. Okay. I feel, like, I feel like he, and as, as, as you tweeted out on your story, and if you go to at Vegas Nation, the RJ's Raider section, Mike Mayock took the high road. No, he just avoided the elephant in the room. You got fired for a reason. And it wasn't that the irrational Mark Davis was like, hey, you and Bisaccia, I can do better. Well, I mean. It, or, he, or was it you and Bisaccia, I have to do better based on some of the stuff and some of the people you brought into Las Vegas and to my organization well, and your judgment of character. Mayock is a, Mayock's a, a TV person. He, he gets media. He understands that. A, an answer that is, hey, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this, and uh, like a you know thirty second soundbite is mm-hmm. better than why am I not the GM of the Raiders? I drafted Damon Arnett. Let's go to break. <laughs> That's it. <right? laughs> uh, Dan's like, well, I, 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 like <laughs> trying to scramble for a fall. I drafted Damon Arnett. I mean, that's probably one of the big reasons why I'm not. Uh, we failed at every first round pick we made. That's probably the probably one of the big reasons. I'm, I don't know. It's it gets probably, super mumbly. <laughs> yeah, What'd you say? Right. I mean, what do you want me to say, Dan? We had like seven first round picks, and all of them didn't work out. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's not. That's it's not never as, good enough for Mark Davis. <laughs> right. And by the way, I mean, in a way, your your uh, your tweet headline there, and I know you didn't write it, but in a way, your tweet headline absurd that he he. He didn't take the high road. He actually made Mark Davis look like, uh, you know, an insatiable jackass. <laughs> right. Not like, nothing's good enough for this guy. We got, we got better every year. Not I mean, what, what do you what do you expect? We, you can't have a rugs every once in a while? No, you can't. You can't. Nor can you have a cleave furl or, you know, your safety that you drafted who's going to be a defensive end at some point in John Abram. I mean, kidding. But, like, that, that all goes into it. Oh, by the way, the the – I point to Arnett more than Ruggs in this situation. Yeah. Like Ruggs was, and and they botched the drafting of Ruggs on the field more than anything else because they yeah. could have traded down. It's a well documented story. They could have traded down. They would have still got him and got more picks. That was a bad pick. They stretched. They, they reached on him. He didn't really have character questions. He made a massive mistake, and not to downplay what happened, it was awful and horrific. And it was a tragic situation for a family in Las Vegas because Henry Ruggs was drafted on the team. But that was not – I don't put that on the front office. Damon Arnett is a different story. Damon Arnett not only had countless character issues at Ohio State, he wasn't a first-round pick on the field. He was like a third-round pick with character issues that probably should have fallen to the fifth or sixth round, and they drafted him in the first round. Why is 
Why is Mike Mack not the GM? He drafted Damon Arnett. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. Live in the Finley Toyota Studios. Stick around. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will, but today I am still just a bill. Do you remember that? Yeah. Introed, Schoolhouse Rock? Introed 40 years ago? Wow. Make you feel old? Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of lines up. But I mean, I think my, you know, little cousins who are six have watched it. Wait, so it's still around? You found it? Well, I found it from, check that, it was actually 46 years ago. I knew that, I knew that time was going to, that was a little bit off. 46 years ago, that was from Rex Chapman, who did a wonderful job. Although people mocked on him because they were like, you can't tweet what you're going to say. I guess what, what is it? You can't steal other people's tweets to, to shine a light upon yourself. You actually have to analyze a little college basketball while you're on the panel. I, I will say this. I love Rex Chapman. He was awful. And Why was uh, he bad? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin it on the entire, that panel that he was on, especially when Huggins was there. It's about as bad as television can get. Why? It, it, well, Rex Chapman is much better on Twitter than he is in real life. As many people are. Sure. You know, I'm, fi- I'm finding that a lot. I find people who are, like, really cutting and biting, and then, like, you, you talk to them face-to-face, and you're like, you stink. Yeah. You can't speak. And Bob Huggins was just tired and also just rambling to the point where there would be, like, there would be, like, five seconds left in a – in a segment, there's a commercial, going. and he would just keep going, and he would just keep talking, and they would be at commercial, and he'd still be in the middle of a sentence. He has no idea what he's doing on television. Nah. Plus, he's like, he's he's wearing his sweater, just hunched over on the, he's like falling over I know, on the I did table, see him leaning over, and just like tired at the end. Of, he's like, oh, "This gotta play a little bit of defense." You're like, dude, why are you? You don't want to be there. Why are you there? And then I think, I'm trying to remember who else was on there with them. That panel was. For, oh, I well, even, Seth, even, Seth Davis. Well, my arch enemy from this weekend. <laughs> Twitter battle in full force this weekend with Seth Davis. About what? He so okay. He, I, you know what's funny? I, I I'm like now I'm having I have like these now I'm gonna have Chris Rock moments. This is gonna go too far. There's too much going on here. One because I want to. I, I was looking at Seth Davis and I'm like, how old is he? And then I wanted to mock on him, and then I'm like, maybe he's sick, right? So Uh-oh. it's like Chris Rock and alopecia. No, Uh-oh. I don't – like, Seth Davis has an old guy neck. I was okay. looking at him like, he's not that old. He's got, like, the turkey neck going. I'm like, what the hell's happening here? And then the other one was – and I wasn't making fun of him. I, I didn't know the situation, but as I'm watching Frank Martin, I'm like, I don't know why he went with the shaved dome. He had a beautiful head of hair, and then, then I, you know, you read up on him, and he, he's got alopecia, right? And that's why his eyebrows look like they're drawn on now because he lost all his freaking hair. So be careful. I didn't know. I, I wouldn't have got a Twitter battle with what, Seth Davis. Did you get in a, a battle with Seth Davis, and now it might be something he can't control? He might be sick. I st- I let it go. He might be the spelling bee girl. Well, I let it go. Which, is, which was, you know, that 20 years ago. I was I wanted to seal fun. I didn't know. I wanted to send one I final know. I wanted to send one final tweet and really bury him. Yeah. But I, I just did. I was like, it's what not was worth it. What was it about? It. So he, 
it, obviously it's very important when you're watching games that I monitor. I, I'm tracking pace the whole game, right? Yeah. Because you're live betting and you're you're trying to pay oh, attention. Oh God, going on. this whole thing. And so at one point there's there's 10:42 left in the first half, right? And they're going to the free throw line. But Houston's going to the free throw line, by the way. Right. 10:42 left, they have six points. He tweets out, "Houston's on pace to score 24 points." That's the entire tweet. Right. And I retweeted. I said, "There's 10:42 left." I left out the fact they're going to the free throw line, which is very important to this. I was like, they're absolutely not on pace to score math. 24 points. That's math. Math debate on Twitter. And then, like, uh, like a couple minutes later, they still struggled scoring. He's like, how's my math now? And I was like, it was no matter what, even if they ended with 24 points, you're still wrong. Was he making a prediction or was he using math? No, he was trying to use – he was like, right. on pace. He yeah. was assuming there's 10 minutes left. There's not. There's 1042. That's a big difference. That's math. That's there a fact. They were, I think they were on pace score like 27.324 or something like you that. Really are ridiculous. Th- that's what it is. And he's like, well, how is it now? Well, dude, if you want to make a statement like that where you're just wrong, you're going to keep defending it. It's a fact. You're defending a fact that's incorrect. And then at halftime, he's like, I guess I overshot. And I was like, no, no, no. You were saying they were going to score 24 for the game because they had 20 at halftime. He's like, I guess I overshot. I'm sorry. And I was like, no, no, no. You were saying 24 for the game. You were wrong. And. You're still wrong. Are you still coming back to this thing that you got wrong? That you're mad that I pointed out? You're wrong. And he was like, you're hilarious, man. Like, hilarious? I'm doing math? That's not funny. Math isn't funny. It's factual. (laughs) Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. The owner has final say. And I think uh, Mark Davis has a good heart. Uh, I like Mark Davis personally. And at the end of the day, he decided that me and Rich Passaccia didn't get it done at the level he wanted. It's Cofield and Company. Or that he felt like uh, a couple other guys could get it done at a higher level going forward. And I have to respect that because he's the boss. Good. Vast sound crew. In the mood. Some dramatic music. What do you think all the singers and songs last night on the Oscars? You didn't watch the rest of it even after the slap? No. I didn't Actually, watch- the slap came kind of late. I only watched the slap on Twitter and Instagram Come and on. YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, I Full Oscars breakdown later in the week on Cofield and Company. Sure. Uh, I heard the there was a children's song that went disastrous. John probably knows. John has... Some opinion on this? Maybe none? Are we interrupting me at dinner? What's up, John? Yo, what's going on? No, we haven't interrupted anything. So I have a I have a new Bobby Flay cookbook. Oh, nice. And uh, the goal is to go through and cook everything at least one time. So we are starting today with a nice chicken tortilla soup with an avocado relish. Avocado relish? Wow. I, I think it's just, he tries to make it sound fancier. I think it's just guacamole. Looking at the recipe. <laughs> All right. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. Sure. All right, the uh, the you know what's hitting the fan now with the Lakers. Is this really going to happen? They're not going to make it. It could, and here's the, so their schedule is like brutal down the stretch when you look at their opponents. But outside of that, the San Antonio Spurs who are behind them, their schedule is incredible. They get the Houston Rockets tonight. They're nine and a half point favorites. They and they get the Portland Trailblazers two more times before the end of the season. So this looks at least. Look, I would still make the Lakers the very slight favorite to get the 10th seed at the very least, right? Make it into the play-in. 
But the San Antonio Spurs have everything in front of them to do so. They're going to be a, at least a nine-point favorite in each of the, San, the Portland games because they're both coming in San Antonio. So this looks like a very real possibility that the Lakers aren't going to be able to maybe clinch that 10th overall seed. They're going to have to play it tough. But the rest of their schedule going forward, coming up next, they get the Dallas Mavericks. They have one more against the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, the schedule is absolutely brutal. And four, actually, no, excuse me, five of their last eight games are all on the road. It makes it even tougher. So there's a legitimate chance that we're starting the play-in tournament in the Western Conference, and the Lakers are on the outside looking in and not even participating in that. Boy. Just ugly. Uh, are there any uh, yes/no NBA playoff props to jump on now? It's late in the game. Yeah, I would say so because, and they're both plus prices, just above two to one. And one of the teams is actually in action right now. They're up on top of the Denver Nuggets, thirty-seven, thirty-five, and that would be Charlotte. Charlotte's. If you looked right before the All Star break, Charlotte was actually in a really poor form. They had lost like nine out of ten games. Their offense was among one of the worst in the NBA, but. If you looked at some of the shot quality metrics, it, it, it painted a different picture. It was actually one of the better effective field goal percentages if you if you went by location and shot quality. And essentially, they just they should have been playing better. The shots just weren't going down. Since the All-Star break, they're fifth in offensive rating. They have one of the best net ratings. They're 10-5 and five coming into tonight in the 15 games since. And they have a really good shot. They just beat Brooklyn last night to take the eighth seed. For those who don't remember, if you're finishing seventh and eighth, you just got to win one game and you're in. And even if you lose, you get another bite at the apple because you get the winner of the 9-10 matchup. So Charlotte's in a pretty good position here. You can get them in the range of plus 220 or so uh, coming into today to make it to the postseason. And to miss, uh, you should look at Cleveland. Cleveland right now is going to be the seventh seed. Uh, they are, it ended today, would be taking on Charlotte, who uh, they have a 2-2 two and two record against, but a negative 7.9 net rating. Charlotte blew them out a couple of times in those two losses. And then, of course, there's Brooklyn that's in that play-in mix that you would assume that if they finish in that bottom half of the bracket, you're going to have to beat because they're not going to lose to the Atlanta Hawks. So Cleveland to miss at about plus 220, and you can get the uh, Charlotte Hornets get at about plus 210 to plus 215, somewhere in that range. Uh, they're very much worth making those two wagers, I think. What did you – you mentioned Charlotte beating Bro Brooklyn yesterday. What did you make of the way Brooklyn played that out? I mean, Kyrie looked look like you put way too much into the game, and Kevin Durant played like 100 minutes yesterday in a back-to-back. -back. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, Durant's been pretty stubborn in, in playing like these back-to-backs. He's been pretty good at it this year. Um, like in terms of if he's available, he's been playing them. So that's that wasn't entirely out of character. But Kyrie definitely, like, even the comments afterwards, or was it before, he's like, you know, I hope when people see me out there, uh, they realize that they're not alone and they're fighting. But I'm like, all right, man, like relax. You're playing basketball and at home for the first time this year. You're, you're not fighting a war or anything like that. So <laughs> I would agree with that. I think they put a lot into that game. And as I mentioned, you know, Charlotte has actually been pretty good offensively in their last 15 games, Adam. And that's not a great defensive team for as good as they are offensively. And they have a lot of pluses on the offensive end of the floor. The Nets do. They still have a lot of issues to take care of defensively. And I think you kind of saw that come to fruition yesterday. Also, it doesn't help when Kyrie Irving's like, what was he, like one of 10? Uh, at one point in that game, it wasn't very good. Yeah, and when one of the Martin twins hits like a running one footer to beat a shot clock late in the game, yeah, it, it's it's it was kind of a nutty game. It, they'll be fine. They have plenty of leeway, and I think their schedule sets up a little bit nicer for Charlotte. But uh, that game was important because Charlotte does hold the tiebreaker. So if they finish with the same record, it would be Charlotte who finishes ahead of them in the standing. I was just really trying to impress you that I actually watched an NBA game yesterday. Oh, uh, well, I'm happy. Uh, also, I would say I'm not that impressed though because there's uh, what else are you going to watch? You know what I mean. Well, the, the both the U.S. and Mexico soccer games have just ended, so I just had to find something yeah, to flip over saying. to. Yeah. What are we doing with the Final Four? So I, I, I talked to Adam about this earlier on, on my show on Visa. And so I was looking in two directions. 
Uh, first off was the total in that Villanova-Kansas game going under, Steve. It's at 133. There's a couple of 132 and a halfs. And, you know, we could talk about the injury as well for Villanova. But I think for me, it's about Villanova coming into this thing. I think they were th- like 345th, if I remember correctly, in Ken Palm Tempo. They're already a slow team. Now they're essentially going to be playing with five guys, right? <laughs> so they're not going to want to get up and down the floor. They're going to want to play this slow. In Kansas, they've been wildly inefficient offensively and inconsistent. But they have been really good defensively. Eight out of the last nine opponents, they've held to under a point per possession. I think it's just going to be a really slow and just kind of grinded out type of game between these two. So I liked under 133. And I wanted to throw this at you guys and, and get your thoughts on it. But I think we're kind of we're overvaluing to a certain extent the run that North Carolina has had up to this point. I think the draw was just really favorable. You took on a really small Marquette team and you beat the crap out of them. You got Baylor without Jonathan Chamuchachua. And yes, I went to overtime, but one of your best players, of course, got ejected in that game. So you blew that. You get UCLA and Jaime Jaquez wasn't playing very well. And then, of course, St. Peter's, who's extremely small and it looked like they couldn't get anything going on the offensive end because they were just tiny and matching up with a whole bunch of 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, guys, and especially down low, 6'10". So I just think that the, the draw, not take away anything from North Carolina, but the draw has been very favorable. And now all of a sudden you're getting this really watered down number. They were catching 11 in that regular season finale against Duke. Now it's only four on a neutral. I just feel like maybe we're kind of overreacting a little bit to this run by North Carolina. Yeah, I think results wise, uh, for sure. I, I just think you, if you watch them play, they're a different team than they were early in the year. And they actually, yep. as much offensive talent as they have, and that's very evident when you watch them just play, it's a different guy every night kind of going off. But they actually are committing defensively. And you're right, it's easier to do when you're better than the other team and locking them down. Uh, but it just seems like they're a different team than they were. So I, I think you're, you can, I think you can both be right about the path that they've had and maybe overreacting to it, and also that they're just better now than they were. So do you think, like, from a number perspective, So because I, I, I am obviously open to the fact that 11 right in that last game was probably too much. So if you want to make an adjustment for that, and if you want to say that Duke's home court is, let's say, worth three and a half in that range, right? So you're down to seven and a half. You want to make an adjustment for maybe an improvement there. You know, where are you at at that point? Like five and a half with this number? Because like, that's what I thought this was going to be, Adam. So I'm waiting. Like, if this gets to three and a half, I'm kind of in. Uh, are you looking at anybody to win the tournament at this point? Uh, no. And if you are, you shouldn't be like, I just, one of the things that is kind of like, it's, it, this is like the sports betting conversation now. And by the way, we, v, we at VEASAN are guilty. We, we put up clips of this all the time, but like, you know, I, I saw like a conversation on Twitter. Like if you were looking at the futures market now, what are you playing? Who's got value still? And it's like, nobody, we're in the final <laughs> four. Nobody. It, like, if, like, what are you looking at the futures market for? There's four teams left. If you really haven't gotten involved and if you really want to come back and say, I think this team is going to win this whole thing, then, of course, you just bet money line and you roll it over to the next game. But if you're looking at the futures market right now with these final four teams and you're trying to shop around for prices, you're a little tardy to the party at this point. It's it's not the best strategy. Would you make an exception? I know uh, one property today put up um, like the exacta, like, you know, say Duke beats Kansas at a certain price. Villanova yeah. defeats North Carolina at a certain price. There seems to be some maybe some shot there. Uh, yeah, and and that's different, right, than just like looking at the futures with the four teams on an index prop and say, you know, shopping for those prices. Now, generally, in, in those props, you're not re- usually getting uh, the probabilities that you should, but that is a, at least a different market other than the usual futures. Who's going to win the NCAA tournament when you're down to the essentially what is the national semifinals? Like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing here at this point. John, is there anything I could say about your wife that would have you slap me in the face in front of a crowd? <sighs> I don't think so. 
I don't know. I don't think like I mean if it was like super over the like the over the top like like somewhat violent and threatening then yes, but if you were to make, you know, she's got a little scar on the back of her head. If you were to make fun of that, I'd be like, "All right, look at you. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't scream across a crowded room? No, I like I thought yesterday come up and slap me in the face. Yeah, what do you think of Slapgate? So I so first off, like there were so many people on Twitter trying to make it into this like super deep conversation about like so many different topics. <laughs> where I was amazed by, like I was going down many wormholes, including the memes. Which, by the way, can we just say when I die, the internet is in peak form in my in my <laughs> years right now. It is so good. Like there were so many memes immediately. Twitter was absolutely fantastic. Somebody took the unedited version of the audio and put it underneath a scene from SpongeBob where he's performing at a comedy club and he's totally choking and a dude's yelling at him from the crowd. It was <laughs> brilliant. So the internet was fantastic. But I just thought like yesterday, it was just kind of weird. And maybe I look, I don't know how people feel and we can go through the whole laughing. You don't know what's behind somebody's facade. But it, it really seemed that like his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, didn't like the joke. He realized that. Felt like he had to do something and completely overcompensated for that. Now, we can get into the details of what she's put him through and why I would never do something like that for <laughs> how she's been with him. But it seemed like that's what happened, and he kind of just went overboard, and that's kind of inappropriate. All right, good take, John. We appreciate it. John is on 1 o'clock Monday to Friday on VEASAN. What's the, uh, what's the extra activity beyond that? We got morning action with the NBA. What else? Uh, let's see. And then Sundays from three to five now with the NBA show. So you can check that out and maybe Beautiful. more in the future, maybe more endeavors. in the future. I keep teasing that. Keep teasing that. All right, John, we'll see you. See you guys. J V T closing out the four o'clock hour. Yeah. We'll get back to uh smack eight as Stephen A. Smith had a lot to say about it and massive victory, especially because of the hole they were in for VGK as they uh, keep themselves alive in the playoff hunt. The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today.